All right, welcome to the show. Like always, this podcast is brought to us by Rooftop Realty. Give Rooftop Realty a call or go visit them at vegasrooftop.com and they will help you out in these times to buy, sell, rent a home or if you want a home to rent out, they will help you out. They are fully staffed and still open for business during this quarantine. So go check out Rooftop Realty. And if you hold me close, then you can uh, That amplified noise, you the board inside my ozone Was so prone to homegrown my own voice And letting you roam was such a poor choice I'm nothing without your poise, I love that old joy And ever since B left me, she won't speak unless Let's go Wow, this microphone is dialed in Another exciting episode of Staying in Trouble here with Adam Short and Eric Humes. How's it going, Eric? Good. I'm excited, dude. I've been we've been doing this like distant learning thing with the kids. They're loving it. I have I have seven kids. Six are in school. I have six different devices, six different schedules, six different teachers, six different Zooms going on all day. I don't know how much more I can talk about this without cussing. It is it is absolutely crazy. So on top of me Lance, not just failing, just so you know, Lance, just you know, he's complained about this all month. Dude, long. it's been horrible. Like I'm literally just tired of it. I couldn't tell. Yeah. So so on top of me not just failing as a teacher, which I'm doing quite well, Lance, I'm, he's I'm, not I'm, doing I'm also anything failing. with his children. <laughs> I'm this also is all failing his as an IT guy. He's watching this happen <laughs> no. in his house, dude. He's observing. Dude, it is it is nothing. And what's I find ironic is the screen, the device, you know, the enemy to all parents, the thing that parents want to get their kids off of. We're forcing them to stay on them to get all this schoolwork done. Yeah. So it's crazy. But anyways, we have a wonderful episode here today. We have uh, Lance Bonnie here in the studio, and he is um, he is a financial advisor. And just like some of our other guests that we've had, uh, this is really important since we've been in this COVID-19 quarantine. You know, we talked about physical health, we've talked about mental health, and I know this deep into the quarantine, finances and money is on everyone's mind. And we are so grateful that Lance was able to join us today. We've we've talked about all kinds of different questions on uh, finances and stuff, but why don't you give a little introduction of yourself, a little background, and let us know a little bit more about you, Lance. Sure. I'm uh, with Financial Securities Institute. They're out of uh, Utah, Salt Lake City base. I've been around for about 30 years. And I've been a financial advisor just shy of 20 years. Oh, nice. And so I thoroughly enjoy I have clients in about 18 states and about seven different countries that are people just living on an expat basis. And so it's It's fun. I enjoy what I do. What what got you into finances, or or are, are you just like a numbers guy? You just kind financial of financial planning. Right? Let's go with financial so, planning. Finances are different. No, true, true. Yeah, what got kind you of a into blend the- of the two? So my family's background. So my my family was in plumbing, and so I grew up as a little kid washing trucks, emptying trash, and uh, learning the plumbing trade. And I remember seeing plumbers at the age of forty that looked like they were sixty. Oh yeah, and I had no interest in doing that at all. Oh, and so hey, Lance, I was, we generally don't talk about plumbers that way. 
I'm just a plumber. Realtors. Just realtors. Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. I, I no, get but it's no, no. You're 100 percent right. You're 100. It's a hard right. way to make it a is. living, but grateful for what they do. All the same, but uh, so that's that's kind of how I got into it. Awesome. So, so personally, I, I think you'd ask this question a little bit. So, I've been married to my wife since 1996, and so a little bit of time she still puts up with me well. Nice. Uh, went to BYU, then RPI, Rensselaer Polytechnic, upstate New York. Uh, we have six kids, and my eldest is about to get married in about three weeks. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, there, that's and that's been a bit of a struggle with all of I this. I bet it has. I, I, has that messed with your plans? Or oh, my goodness. Has things canceled? Like, what is this whole quarantine done with that? We initially were going to get uh, have her get married June 20th, but there was a number of building closures and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to be getting married in uh, a little small civil ceremony in uh, in Utah. Oh wow! In Provo, in Provo area. And then you'll May probably- fifth, May 9th. Oh, May 9th. Okay, I was say because if there's going to be good food, we'll be there for the same situation for my <laughs> sister-in-law in Provo. Is that right? I think it's May 5th. So It'll be Provo Canyon. Yeah, Provo Canyon. Here we come. Well, there I you guess go. everyone's doing it. Line it up. It's at the courthouse. Wow. It's true. It's 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 a struggle. But we so we have six kids. We actually adopted the last three. Okay. Uh, we had we had three kids and they are 22, 20 and 18. So my eldest boy, the youngest of the three is graduating this year. It's a weird year to Kind of graduated already then. Oh, yeah. Man, it's just rough. I, I don't know if he spends an hour a day on schoolwork. I'm, maybe. Maybe. It's, Most of the te- I, I talked to my nephew who's in high school, and I asked him, and he's like, ah, no. Whereas my middle schoolers are like full on two hours of school. My daughter just took her science test. She got first place. So I'm like, you know, apple doesn't far from the tree. Yeah. Chip off the old block here. So, uh, <laughs> you know, just so, you know, you know me, I just like to hand out gold stars for everybody. It's it's odd. My my kids are having the same situation. We have them in front of Zoom, you know, on oh, their phones, totally. on, in front of computers. It is, it is interesting. You know, and my oldest is a senior this year. And she she had a struggle year her sophomore year. She was hospitalized for a period of time. She missed most of her sophomore year. She had to make it up. She had to work so hard through summer schools to try to make up the credits to make sure she graduated on time with this little hiccup in her life. And she's really bumped. She really wanted the whole yeah. the, the the whole thing. And then on Facebook right now, everyone's posting their senior pictures to like support seniors. Yes. Do so you talk about backdoor bragging? Come on, people. Like, are, are we really doing this? Like, these poor seniors aren't having a senior year. And then here, here's a picture of me when I was awesome in my senior year. Like, come on. No people. senior trip. No, no senior. Nothing. No senior night. No nothing. So. I mean, are they even going to hold a graduation? I well, don't know. Uh, the, the kids, excuse me, the school my kids attend, right now they have it scheduled at, U, at Thomas and Mac in June. I thought that was a parade, though. Like, we'll just all drive by and wave. <laughs> But evidently, that's the cool thing to do. Yeah. I've seen this. Yes. But Thomas and Mac is still canceling stuff. That's not a. They they even sent out an email said, "Hey, we got it set up for June, but this is not a hard date. This can change overnight." Right. So, as of right now, that's where we're sitting. As it's, long as the NBA Summer League makes it in July, that's all oh, that I ask. Hey, yeah. the, the strip <laughs> is actually banking on that. By the way, actually, I'm, the strip is actually banking on July getting a pop like summer league coming back 
and they're looking at July being a good month, actually. But it's just getting through April, May, and June. Right. It's going to be still ghost town. So. Yeah. The mayor was on TV telling the governor to open this place up. You're killing us, she said. I quote, you're killing us. But anyways, so let's let's talk money. Yeah. Money, money, money. So, yeah. Let's, it's let's on everyone's about, mind right now. So, Lance, when you talk about financial planning, I think a lot of people don't talk to financial planners. They're like, hey, I'm not a millionaire yet. When I make a couple millions, when I steal the when I when I get the gold from the from the shipwreck, then I call a financial planner. It, what's your what's your average clients like? What what's your what, you know what's your sweet spot? My sweet spot. So I I deal with um, primarily those that are about to retire or who have retired, and so that's that's kind of where I focus. I do a lot with small businesses and, and estates as well because uh, they kind of fit that metric pretty often okay and so uh, one of the one of the i think part of the question that you're asking though is 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 when should somebody see a financial advisor or planner and what i have found so i'll i'll help somebody even with a roth ira um i I make absolutely no no there's no um fiscal compensation for me truly um for maybe a loaf of bread or something maybe a loaf yeah maybe a A high five yeah Yeah. a little high five after the covid virus thing yeah right oh yeah minimize this let's let's be man i keep forgetting let's be aware of that but um the reason why i say that is that it it's a phenomenal tool and oftentimes what i find is that it's far better to do something sooner than later especially with something that once you get into like a roth ira there's no taxation ever right given that you only pull dollars out after the age of 59 and a half right and there's some other stipulations with that but i find it to be a a, a significant value right and if somebody can get a little bit of help like my my i just think about my daughter who's about to get married i wish i had known when i first got married to hypothetically have life insurance like when my wife and i when we started our family term what do you think what are you uh, throwing out there because that that is some of the advanced strategies is the problem is is the other part about that is not everyone has a, uh, a great foundation to fall back on, right? And I think actually, I mean, if we want to talk finances, you want to talk about young finances, we're looking at young people, you know, we're talking about those seniors that are, aren't having a great senior night. What's even worse is, you know, there was an economic downturn. You know, even when I graduated in 93, people, if you saw the uptick, and people, you know, signing on to the militaries because there wasn't a great private sector. And now we're looking at that same situation. I mean, we're talking about most of the nation being laid off right now, which means people already in the job market are not, you know, secure with their position. And then you've got, you know, we're talking about a young couple. We're talking about your your daughter getting married, you know, and now they you've been in college and now they've put in four years. And this is usually where, hey, we're going to hit the ground running is, you know, I don't think me personally, I don't think all those rules are going to apply. Like we're all kind of scrambling right now. It's like lizards in the, in the desert. We're trying to find the, 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 the rocks that are cool. And there's going to be some people that are going to be left out and, and baked. And so, but so what advice would you give someone? Cause I think more people are kind of this in the middle of between you know, hey, graduating from college right now with with student debt, and obviously that'll be deferred for a long time. But 
you've got that. And then you've got like, hey, I don't even know if my career is going to exist. Right. You know, UNLV is world renowned for hotel administration. Right now, the tourism industry is on the bottom of the barrel. It literally has burnt to a crisp. And so just think about the seniors that are coming out of, you know, schools like UNLV or other hotel administrations or even business administration schools. If there's not businesses to administrate, it kind of makes those educations very difficult. So what are you, what are you telling those people? There was like half a dozen different things that I could answer right there. Um, Sorry, I actually, if you yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, if you're wondering, it just all flows off the top of my head. Just so you know. <laughs> well, maybe I could piecemeal that out. Um, to use a personal example, like when my wife and I first got married, we were starting our family. I had no idea that I should have had some level of life insurance on her. Honestly, so the answer that I would give, you said you, one of the questions you asked was about term and whole. Right. Yes. They're tools. They are tools. The reason why I say that is like, so I did have whole insurance when I was younger because I knew those advanced strategies. But when you are struggling, when you're when you're yes. scrambling in that whole life insurance is a bigger payment when yes. you're younger. Uh, you're looking at rent, food, gas, insurance. And then at the bottom down there is that whole life insurance. I agree. And I agree. so, you know, and that's a that's a sad thing is like if you don't make it, I it used to be, I think it was two or three years of carrying that insurance payment. I think even after two years, because I think you have to carry it a longer term than that. And I mean, that'd be it a question. Does. Yeah. So if you don't even, so you're like, dude, I just paid into this for two years and you got nothing to show for it. Like right. if you stop that payment, but whereas term insurance is like pennies on the dollar. Right. So, so, so I would go back. So when I said yes, I wasn't, forgive me, I wasn't trying to hedge the question necessarily, but Whole life insurance and term insurance are simply tools. And it's not, I don't necessarily agree with the, the, the pundits, um, Susie Orman necessarily, or, or Ramsey, that on a mic will give this, this cumulative advice to a massive macro audience. That, that to me doesn't make sense. I think there's a time and a place for the tool according to what the need is. The first responsibility and goal with life insurance is to protect the individual. Right. Right. What is the goal of the insurance? Um, kind of getting back to that personal situation. My wife, she had complications. And this is a little bit personal, but I hope I don't get in too much trouble. Uh, but she had yeah. complications. Same of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. And, and so she. Come on has, in. Water's warm. <laughs> there you go. But uh, as a direct result, for the rest of her life, she's physically, medically going to be rated at three different tables. And so what might cost you or me $20 a month is going to cost her 60 to 70 $80 a month Yeah. for just term insurance. I mean, again, not going, I don't want to specify the, the term or the whole cons. The idea was that if, if she weren't here, that there would be enough assets to protect the family. It's the same goes for me. And yeah. so the goal is the very, that, that's the first important thing. Uh, term insurance has its play. I, I, I own term insurance. I also have whole life insurance. But it goes back to what are you trying to achieve? What is the goal of the asset? There are significant strategies out there where whole life insurance, especially on a state or business planning, to say nothing about the personal planning, that it's incredibly relevant. It makes all the sense in the world, especially with business continuation and estate planning. And so, again, it's, 
it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. There are some plans where it's actually, you said something, if you're doing a whole life plan and you think that you're going to be able to carry this for a longer period of time, it is a long-term type of a plan. And if you anticipate that, hey, there might be a difficulty two to three, five years out, don't get it. Or have a very small policy on that side. Because it's you are going to build up equity just like within a real estate yeah. position, right? If you're going to buy a home versus rent an apartment or a home, right? You're building equity. You're going to pay, be paying more dollars toward that equity position, but then you have ownership. And so it depends. And I, I know that it, maybe this discussion isn't necessarily supposed to be about life insurance, but that is something that as, as, as I was starting my family that I wish I had known about. I also wish that I had known about a little bit about the Roth IRA position. Right. I mean, to put dollars into a position where it's never going to be taxed again in a mutual fund or stock or whatever the case may be, that'll grow at just say 10 percent a year. You're going to double your dollars in 7.2 so, years. I mean, heavens. yeah. The, the, and the reason why I brought that up is and I think it, it misses the point, though, Lance, is because, you know, what I see what happens in life and when you talked about it, too, it even happened for your own personal is you, there was complications. And I think that happens for everybody. Like there's complications. And so, you know, and we're talking about, you know, the majority of, of middle America being laid off right now. Yeah, the whole world's in a complication. Yeah, right ho now. whole, whole world's in a complication right now. And so. For those, that's where I see the tools are, 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 and maybe the, I think the tools and the education are lacking, right? So in my sphere. I actually totally agree. Yeah. So for my sphere, right, I, I loved is, you know, I got a text message today from, from one of my family members and says, hey, I'm tired of renting. And it's because I'm like, yeah, guess what? There's other ways you can burn your money. You can burn it in the backyard. You can burn it, you know, at the casinos. You can burn it a lot of ways. Renting is you know, but at the end of the day, you have to live somewhere, right? And it has to meet your needs and your goals and your wants. Right. And, and so in the same way, though, um, you know, they talk about in school these days is home ec is not there. Right. So this quarantine has been great. Oh, yeah. We've sudden, been teaching home ec like crazy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> home ec has been like on fire. Right. Yeah. But, you know, something else that they don't talk about is, you know, before when they used to have checks is people didn't even know how to write a check. Right. You'd have to go to the bank. The bank, the teller would be like, oh, no, you need to write that there. Oh, yeah. Sign your name here. Uh, you know, write the, you know, how much cents over 100. And, and and so we talk about schools and we talk about education. And I think like and, and so that's why I asked you that question at first, because to me, I think the lo that's low, like the low lying fruit is someone that's already retired because those complications of life have already played out. And so, and, and so, yeah, now you're looking at the sunset, you're looking at estate planning and, and there's different facets that for there, right. um, just a little background for me, just, you know, I do a lot of probate, I do a lot of guardianship and I also own a business that does, uh, estate administration. So I can have high level conversations about all those topics. But what I'm saying is what tools, what, what could help out our listeners? Cause I think the, the vast majority of people are like, what the hell do I do? Like, they, they're somewhere between living paycheck to paycheck and, and maybe have like one rental home or maybe have like, you know, or they may have some money saved up and they're like, I, I don't know, right? Robinhood just got a new round of funding. I think it got a, another, it just got like two days ago. Um, for those that don't know, not a sponsor, but Robinhood, if you'd like to join our sponsor list, we've got a great sponsorship list. Um, Robinhood is a lot of self-investing. Uh, it's a self-investing tool. 
So what? So for your own business, what do you see? Like, do you see a lot of newer generation, like people like in our age group, doing a lot more self investing? And you talked about helping them with the Roth IRA. Is I think people are being a little bit more aggressive. You know, we live in a town where we see you know, you know, bets going over black and red, black and red. You know, and. Uh, and odd and even, odd and even, you know? So what do you have advice for those people, for that vast majority of people who are like, hey, I may have a 401k, or I may have an IRA, but I have no idea how to maximize it. I had no idea how it, how to play those games. Okay, so I'm... And I know that's a lot, but I also talk fast, and it also comes right off the top of the head. No, I'm good. I'm good with that. Um, as far as what to do, I think one of the questions you actually asked earlier actually kind of answers that a little bit, and that as far as when should you be talking to a financial advisor or planner, whichever, right? Yeah. Oftentimes, I find that it's better to work with a professional than not. Think about, think about within your life, when do you actually... What are the, who are the professionals you work with? Right, you can you can think about the attorney, the the physician, right, and and mechanics, hopefully, right, of your car, right, uh, and things of that nature. So plumbers, plumbers, thank you very much. <laughs> Goes back in time for me a little bit. I love plumbers. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to have a problem not know a good plumber. What's the plumber rule, Adam? Like if it doesn't go down, I. Oh, you really want to go there? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> but bottom line is it's, it's always better, I think, to work with a professional. I think one of the phrases that I hear a lot or that I actually share a lot is sometimes you don't know what you don't know, right? Sometimes you don't, because you don't know, you don't know what questions to ask. Yeah. And so far better to speak with somebody that, that's, that's someone intelligent, that's professional in the field that they work with. And so if somebody, I, I met with somebody just um, just this past week, um, a retired individual uh, has a pension coming in, but there's like half a million dollars sitting in this defined benefit plan, which is a deferred compensation plan. As he takes dollars out of it, he's then taxed on that as income. Um, but it's sitting in incredibly aggressive funds, and he had no idea why when I asked him. And so there are strategies in place where you can actually have no risk whatsoever, and then you can still capture upside as far as gain within the market as the market comes back up and so that's a strategy he had no idea about and it's not really going to cost him much of anything at all to just just to change his theory right change the the environment the 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 instrument vehicle that he's in and so if somebody if somebody were saying well man what do i do i i think one of the things you want to think about in today's environment especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck or somewhere in between let's let's bump it up a little a blend a blend. Let's say they're not living paycheck to paycheck, but they're living somewhere right around it. Like okay. not and I think that's where the majority of people are. Like if you look at, you know, if you look at the majority of people that go to Costco, right? You need to be able to write a two and Adam, in your guys' case, Boy, you gotta so be able to write good heavens. You gotta write a five hundred dollar check, right? I can't walk, walk out, out of there, there without a three hundred dollar bill. Oh, you must have stole some samples. Let's be <laughs> honest. You're walking out of there with a five hundred dollars. It is, it is an five hundred dollar position for our family, and so and so that's why I say like in order to foot a a food bill like that, I think that a lot of families are they're not wealthy, they're not they're doing okay, they're doing okay, and they're like, but I don't, but there's that lingering thought, I might be doing okay today, but am I making the right? Is, well, here's is there the a financial. Is there like. Let's take Adam, for example. Like, Here's what the difference. We, what There's, can we do to get Adam like rich, I guess? Or, <laughs> Well, the, he, he, I heard this saying once. 
that there's people out there working for their money or people that money works for them. Right. And, and, and I think that's the difference. I think a lot of Americans, myself included, are, are in that more category. I go to work, I work hard, I do overtime, and I make this amount of money to sustain my life. Do we have some leftover? Sometimes a little bit. Sometimes we have to break into it. Sometimes it goes down to zero. Sometimes it builds up. But I'm in there just working for it. I don't have any minus my retirements. I don't have my money's not doing anything for me, but just keeping me alive. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. And great memories. And well, yeah, great memories. I mean, the Royal Caribbean was phenomenal. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it it was good, but but all I'm doing is making it and then turn around and spending it. I'm not investing it and i think a lot of americans obviously i, I was going to say you two obviously know what you're talking about i'm the knuckle dragger in the room i don't know half of all of this information but here's the truth all Adam. i do know is i think i fit in that category of people who need to be educated because the last time i had any kind of financial class it was on how to balance a checkbook see we don't even do that anymore and now since the 90s when i graduated from high school Back then. And, and then now today, all I've done is figured it out on my own. Right. I, I just done stuff. I sometimes I would listen to Ramsey on the radio and hear some of his advice and okay, well, that's good. Let me try that. But I can't follow his entire program because it doesn't always totally a fit. Yeah. So I, I take bits and pieces of this smorgasbord of a meal. Okay, that works for me. That works for me. And that works for me. And I'm going to try to make it happen on my own never seen a professional, never seen any real counsel, never have someone with like your eyes, Lance, to look at my bills, my income, my numbers, and give me real good advice. And I, and, and I feel that's why we were so grateful for you to be in here because I, I think, I mean, Eric's an exception, but I think a lot of Americans are kind of in my boat. I think the majority are in my boat and then there's a few that know what the heck they're doing. And that's who we're trying to right. get this information to. I, I do think that, although I'm, I am very grateful for my family. I mean, there's nothing I wouldn't do for my kids and for my sweetheart. No question about it. Um, as you have a bigger family, there are more fiscal need, right? There just is. There's, there, are, there are greater fiscal needs, right? You have braces and school oh, yeah. and, and soccer and football and basketball. And, but I, I think how I would answer this just a little bit is if we think back to what, 13 years ago, 12 years ago, we had a very similar event happen nationally and globally, and with Eric, within your market, within the real estate side, right? We had people that yeah, were diversified we're... in the 10 to 12 homes that made 50 grand a year. And so as a direct result, you had people that were not diversified at all. Right. They didn't have options. So to answer your question a little bit, Adam, is that oftentimes for... For the common Joe, and Adam, we'll just say that you're the common yeah. Joe in oh, this I'm, example. And, I, and I fit I, that perfect. I, hey, I, I, I think you're it. terrific. But the I think the opportunity, is, and this is where I think people lose out on opportunities, is to minimize the risk to your fiscal position, right, by having opportunities, diversification. And I don't mean that just within funds. I don't mean that within just your IRA or your 401k, but... To have a HELOC, a home equity line of credit, is something that you should think about. We can talk about that a little bit today because there's been some there's been some changes within that. JP Morgan Chase just can't just uh, just cut all their HELOCs. They're not opening up new HELOCs. Did you see? That? I did not. I did not see that. No, but I'm, I'm not I'm, surprised to hear that at yeah. all. So JP, but, yeah, JP Morgan Chase just just X those. 
next. So, okay, next. but but that would be that would be a, a line of assets where you uh-huh. could get into some of the the value of your of your home potentially, right? Um, to have a three months emergency supply of money. Um, I I will tell you that almost across the board, I've talked to people that are making five to six hundred thousand dollars a year. That I've asked them, do you have an emergency fund? And they they will look back at me and they'll say, what What do you mean? And so I have to explain to them what an emergency fund is. An emergency fund, well, again, you go back to the goal. The goal is it's cash. I don't care about the rate of return. I'll be candid. I want liquidity. And three, an emergency fund is something that, hey, if you're not working at all, well, here we are. Yeah, right. right. This pays for what is critically needed, right? What is? It's not talking about... Well, maybe Netflix is critically needed in our homes, right? <laughs> we have twenty kids. At least the internet bill. Yeah, well, but but that would be that would be part of it, right? The internet, yeah. yes, that is needed in my home, without question. The water, the mortgage, right, insurances and things like that. But it does not necessarily need to pay for miscellaneous expenses. And, and I find that very very few people, number one, can identify and itemize literally what is needed within that three months emergency fund nor do they have the liquidity and the dollars put aside an account that they never touch ever. Like you don't touch that money. Right. And, and then I ask, well, let's start that. Let's start putting stuff away. And then once you get to three months, I'd like to see it in a six month position. And then we can start talking about maybe a, a high yield money market account maybe has a little bit less liquidity, but has a little bit better return. But again, the goal is identifying something as far as a three months emergency fund. So Lance, we're, we're talking to Americans. It's a bad audience for that conversation. <laughs> but it shouldn't be. Well, so the reason why is our, our savings rate is, is, is atrocious. But it's gotten better in the last 10 years. It has. But it maybe has. the silver lining of this whole COVID-19 is that a lot of people, like you save, and then what you interpret an emergency is was always the wavy line. What's an emergency to Eric and then to me, like... Oh, I, I need new tires for the car. Mm-hmm. That's an emergency type of thing. And then you're, you're, that money you're not supposed to be touching, you end up touching it because you justify that whatever situation you're emerging. Now we have really lived through a crisis. All of Americans have. Now we can at least have um, some kind of standard to judge against. It's like, well, I got to have this three months. I cannot touch it until something like this happens again. Now I know what that emergency yeah. is. Because in, in my lifetime, I know we've had 9-11, but here on the West Coast, it didn't really affect me. It didn't really... I was in New York when that happened. Oh, really? Yeah, I was upstate New York, and I, I recall when that happened, the state shut down. See, so so on the East Coast, it affected everyone. But here, it didn't really affect... I mean, it was sad. We saw it on the news. A lot of soldiers went to war after that, but it didn't really affect my pocketbook until now and then now this whole thing yeah i, I think it's changing everything and as opposed to the 2008 recession we're actually looking at this pandemic being something closer to in between 9-11 ish and 2008 ish in the fact that so 9-11 what happened here on a micro basis is the corporations that run the casinos actually took advantage of the layoffs that they did and they actually pushed those layoffs into full-on terminations and they found ways to cut their overhead and so this has been a reset this will be a reset for them to do it again to figure out okay what can we do what 
what positions do we not need? What, you know, I've even heard a lot of talk of a lot of the buffets not even coming back. They're not going to deal with the overhead with that. They're, the whole point of a buffet is to get as many people through as possible. And now with the whole COVID, it's just the opposite. Like you'll need social spacing. You'll need, we're looking at doing social distancing for at least another six to 12 months. And it may even, may even lengthen out. It may even feather out to 2022. But the point with that is, you know, I thought what you said was great, Adam, in the fact you're like, well, I'm the only knuckle dragger here. I think what Lance and I both, like my background, I come from a blue collar family, right? And, and like most of my family members were blue collar, working nine to five, Monday through Saturday, Monday through Friday. Um, and so, and, and I heard that when you said that too, Lance, you're like, hey, I started off you know, knowing plumbing and said, you know what? I want to have my hands when I'm 50. Yeah. You know, I don't want to bust my knuckles. And, and, and so same thing. I, people are surprised, you know, they're like, Eric, you do, you know, you do real estate, you do, you know, which real estate is like a quarterback for finance and, and investment and all this. But, you know, I also know how to work with my hands because that's how I grew up. And so, I think all this advice is, is, is perfect. I think that's what people, you know, how many people have contacted you said, Hey, I just got a text message and they're like, Hey, someone, you know, what can I do to get my food storage up? Right. What can I, and it's just the same mentality of food storage. And my wife and I were talking about, she's like, she's seeing things that are a run on produce right now. There's a run on, on fresh vegetables and people are starting to realize hey we stocked up with the pantry goods when the crisis first hit and now we want fresh food and and so now some of those supply lines are starting to be hammered so um that was part one with our interview here with lance bonnie here in the rooftop realty studio Man, when we talk about finances, there's so much to unpack. There's so much to talk to. It affects everyone differently. So it was hard to fit all of this information into one long podcast, and we really don't like doing that. So we broke this up into two different parts. So that was part one. Uh, Please stay tuned for a couple days, and we will have part two out with our interview with Lance Bonney. And he will get into more great advice of maybe what we can do with our finances. If he doesn't answer all of your questions, please email us at staininintroublepodcast at gmail.com. And we will get with uh, any questions that you may have. We will definitely forward them to you. And his information will be in the bio on uh, iTunes and um the bio to uh, this podcast so you can reach him if you have any other further questions or more advice obviously we can't get into everything but we appreciate him being here in the studio and being able to uh, talk about this pretty important issue especially that's going on today so we hope you enjoy part one and please uh, tune back into part two here at staying in trouble thank you very much